and welcome back to Word of Truth. So today we're going to be talking about teachers of itching ears. I'm just going to jump straight in. I'm going to go to 2 Timothy 4 verses 3 to 5. So 2 Timothy 4 verses 3 to 5 reads, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts shall heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. The time will come. I believe most of us have recognised that that time has definitely come. Um, and it's been, you know, I'm sure generations have been saying the same thing, but it's more relevant to us than it ever was. Um, we live in a time where people are turned unto fables, to put it, to put it plainly. Um, when you preach half gospel, when you preach... Um, half truths then it's a fable it's no longer truth because you've watered it down um you've created a another another jesus and so it says that the people will seek out teachers you know who will because they no longer because you know believers no longer endure means that they can no longer um remain under it they can no longer because to endure means you're speaking of going through a hardship and having to to remain, having to stay. And what the truth does is that it, it's painful at times. Um, it's painful at times, but what it is, is it's truth is short-term pain for long-term or eternal gain, whereas deception is short-term um, gain for long-term or eternal pain. And so, did I say that right? I don't even know what I just said. Short-term pain for long-term gain short-term gain for long-term pain and that's really the result of deception that's really the result of um no longer enduring sound sound doctrine and so that's speaking of the believers but it says that they will seek out teachers so this video i'm talking about the teachers those those helping this video is about us being true being honest and highlighting areas in our life and highlighting what might be the causes that could cause us to become teachers who people come to because we satisfy their fleshy lust. And so we don't want to be those people. We want to be people who remain true, who do preach sound gospel, doctrine, gospel, a combination of doctrine and gospel. Those who do preach sound doctrine, regardless of whether people like it or not, whether it's favourable or not. Um, let's go to James uh, chapter 3. Because it's one thing to no longer endure sound doctrine, but to be a teacher who um, preaches that is another thing altogether. Bear with me, guys. I dropped my Bible in a puddle, and so the pages are not as crisp as I would like them to be anymore. Okay, so James 3 verse 1. My brethren, be not many masters, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. Okay, the judgment of the leader is greater um yeah it's one thing to not endure sound doctor not to be able to receive it and to seek out teachers but it's another thing to be the teacher that people are seeking out because you fulfill their fleshly lust so let's jump straight into it we have to first and foremost be resolved i feel like i've done a video about this before having to make a decision but the power of decision is so powerful um it's so powerful to have made the choice it's in a in a sense it's counting the cost isn't it it is to say regardless when you made a decision it's a regardless it's a regardless so if you make a decision i'm going somewhere that means that 
regardless of whether there's traffic, regardless of whether I'm late, regardless of whether, you know, it's hot, cold, windy, I'm going to be there. And when we live in a generation that's so fickle that, you know, one minute you might tell somebody you're going to meet them, but because it's it's cold, because it's raining or it's too hot, you say, oh, I can't be bothered anymore. But we have to make a decision as leaders to say, do you know what, I'm going to be someone who, regardless of whether it's I'm liked, regardless of whether my following is large or small, I am going to speak the truth at all times. And this is something that we see of a prophet called Micaiah or Micaiah. I don't know exactly how you say his name. So we're going to go to Second Chronicles 18. And just like a background of what's happening um, at this point in this, in this uh, book. So you've got two kings, the king of Israel and the king of Judah. So uh, King Ahab and King uh, Jehoshaphat. And they have made alliance together and king of Israel, Ahab, wants to go to war and he's asked Jehoshaphat to join him. Jehoshaphat's like, yeah, sure, what's mine is yours, my army is your army. However, let's inquire of the Lord. So uh, Ahab summons 400 prophets. They all prophesied, good, yeah, the Lord is speaking, the Lord is saying, go. The Lord is saying, you will, have this, you will win this battle. But something in Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, it just didn't sit well, even though we had 400 prophets, 400 people supposedly leaders of God speaking the same word but it just did not sit well in him and I think for us that's even a message that we have the principle biblical principle where um you know by the mouth of two or three witnesses let everything be established but of two or three witnesses not of two or three liars and we have to be able to um discern the truth we have to and I guess that really for me First uh, Corinthians 13 basically speaks about the fact that love rejoices in the truth and I really believe that if we continue in love, if we continue to walk in love, which is, is in obedience to the Lord, we are going to come to a place where you be, where you can recognise whether what's being spoken is truth or not, regardless of if everyone in the whole church is speaking it, every leader on every television programme is saying the same thing, if it's not truth that you'll be able to discern it by God's grace, um, so anyway now though so jehovah asked ahab is there no other prophets that we can ask and so ahab said there is another prophet you know micaiah or micaiah but i hate him or i hate him because he always speaks negativity he always speaks bad against me now the truth can often be perceived as negative but as i said earlier short-term pain for long-term gain it's if we really desire to walk in truth, we really desire the will of God, we really walk in love and we desire obedience, then it doesn't matter whether it feels nice or not, we just want the truth. And so anyway, they summon uh, Micaiah and the messenger says to him, please, can you just not speak negative today? Can you just say what everyone wants to say in? Can you just, <laughs> can you just get on board with everyone else? But what, uh, how Micaiah responds is so powerful. And this is what I wanted to get across in, so this is second Chronicles 18 verse 13. This is, this has to be our resolve, I believe, as leaders. We have to have this resolve, um, verse 18, no, 13, sorry. And he says, and Micaiah said, as the Lord liveth, even that my God saith, even what my God saith, that will I speak. Okay. As the Lord liveth, even what my God saith, that will I speak. I'm not going to speak what you want me to. I'm not going to speak what feels nice for you. I'm going to speak what the Lord tells me to speak. That is my resolve. That has to be our resolve. Let's go back to the second um, Timothy 4 verse uh, 
3 and it says for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine but after their own lusts will shall they heat themselves teachers having itching ears after their own lusts so in this in second chronicles where we've seen the message to come to micaiah and said can you just speak what we want you to speak can you speak what the king desires for you to speak can you speak according to the the king's lusts but micaiah is like no as surely as the lord lives i'm going to speak what only what god's told me to speak and i that has to be our resolve because micaiah knew that in speaking what the lord speaks it might be negative and it might not be received and the result was that what he had to say was wasn't positive for the king you know and it did result in his destruction however had the king had received the truth he would have been turned from his wickedness and he would i guess the law it would have been it could have been a different turnout altogether because for jehoshaphat who did desire the lord he was one who said let's see what the lord is saying what's the lord saying let's seek out a real prophet a prophet who really does speak what the lord is saying and he was spared in the end when it came to the battle. He was spared. The Lord protected him, it says. However, for King Ahab, the one who hated truth, because if you hate the Lord's messenger because of what he speaks, you're, you're hating the truth that he's delivering. So the first point for me, uh, for us, is really just to be resolved, to make the same decision that we see Micaiah make. Micaiah, I know I'm calling him all sorts. I'm so sorry. <laughs> we see Micaiah make, which is whatever the Lord speaks, that's my resolve. And in a, in a day and age, and I feel like we're always talking about it because it's so it's so um, prevalent now. Social media, in the day of social media, we did, there was not this. Their social media has um, really just amplified this need for acceptance, this uh, fear of rejection, this um, people pleasing of our flesh. It's just amplified. And so you see people every day, because... Whereas before it might have been a celebrity was like a, a distant thing. It wasn't, it wasn't something to be attained on a faraway thing. Whereas now social media has meant that the everyday Joe blog, every person has a platform. The everyday person can now have a large following or be seen to be important, even though they have nothing to say. And so the general thing is that, in, the general equation is really that in order to get this, in order to be accepted and to be liked and to be received even for people in the body of Christ and even for leaders in the body of Christ you must submit to the loss of the people and if you submit to the loss of the people then that is when success you will gain success but for us it's really we're called to an opposite life when we're not called to please people's lust we're called to please our father and that is really the model that we see from Jesus um John 4 34 Jesus says, this is like one of my favourite scriptures and I always have it in my bio. Um, it just, for me, just like really sums up. Jesus saith unto them, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. My meat, my food, my nourishment, the thing that gives me life is to do the will of my father. That is so powerful. That has to be our resolve. Um, to be like Jesus and say, do you know what? That's what gives me life. It's not followers it's not people liking me or people you know how many views i get on my tv program or how many views i get on my youtube show or how many followers i have on instagram no my meat my substance my nourishment the thing that fuels me is to do my father's will that has to be our resolve you know jesus said he always done what he saw the father do again 
he looked at the father and he did he didn't look at what's the trend what's the trend let me follow that he looked at his father and he did what his father he observed and followed observed and followed and that's the model that we have as leaders he said he always pleases the father that's really deep that means that he constantly walks in obedience and believe it or not because we have the same holy ghost the same spirit that jesus had and walked in we have the holy ghost to help us we can that that we have to believe that we can we, he's given us power to become sons of god we can also walk in obedience we can also always do what pleases the father that should be what we we are that is should be what we are following after or striving after may you may, may mistake that time yeah maybe but the the reality is that we have to believe that we can walk in the same thing that jesus did jesus did not do anything on earth as god he did it as a man he did it in the same he literally demonstrated for us the same life that we are supposed to walk in and so the scripture says that those who are led by the spirit of god are the sons of god that is the model of sonship to literally always do what pleases the father that means to always find out what he wants you to do and obey him and that is really the model that we have is to walk in obedience and that resolve to walk in obedience is like i said before it's a decision to regardless i'm going to be obedient regardless again it's counting the cost and we usually use counting the cost when we're talking about salvation we're talking about um you know coming to the kingdom seeing the kingdom but when we're talking about also now when we're talking about entering we're talking about walking in the calling that god's given to us we have to make that decision decision as well we have to count the cost okay if i'm truly going to walk in what god's called me to i am making a decision making a decision that regardless of whether that means i'm liked or not liked i am going to obey god let's read um galatians 1 verse 10 which is a powerful revelation, to be honest. For I, for do I now persuade men or God, or do I seek ple to please men? For if I yet pleased men, I should not be the servant of Christ. I'm gonna read it again. For do I now persuade men or, or God, or do I seek to please men? For if I yet pleased men, I should not be the servant of Christ. That is a powerful scripture because what it tells us is that we can't please men and God. If we make a decision, we have to choose. Am I pleasing God or am I pleasing men? If we choose to please men, we're not servants of Christ. Like, it's really that. It's that simple, but it's that difficult. Like, it's simple, but challenging. So, we have to make a decision. Am I going to follow God or am I going to... Am I going to please God? Is my is my motive am i living to please god or am i living to please men and we make we can make we need to make the decision every day we need to make the decision in everything that we're doing am i going to please god am i going to please men as surely as the lord lives am i going to speak that which the lord told me to speak or am i going to change it am i going to dilute it am i going to not say it because of how it might how people might receive it um that sort of thing so we have to make a decision especially in the in a day where you know you can be called small-minded bigger like all sorts of things because you speak the truth and you still believe what the bible says 
you know, you live in the dark ages, apparently, but the truth never changes. God does not change. His word has not changed. And so we have to be people that make that decision. Are we going to be servants of Christ or not? If we call ourselves servants of Christ, but we, uh, we obey our living to please man, we're lying. We are lying. That's the, that's the reality. So Satan really tries because that's the reality that if you live in to please if you live to please men you're no longer a servant of christ then satan's tactic is going to be to get you to please men it's going to get you to feel things or fear things so that you want to please men and so that's where we have to really guard ourselves um second corinthians second timothy second timothy Sorry, I'm being so today. Second Timothy two verse four says, "No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who have chosen him to be a soldier. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who have chosen him to be a soldier." The reality is that. If we are living to please men, it's because we've entangled ourselves with this life. We've become distracted. And I think that's that was a revelation for me this week. And I feel like not I feel like distraction is one of the the key tactics of the enemy. If he can get you distracted, if he can get you to stop living up here and to come down here and to care about the things of this earth, such as what do people think about me? Things that when you're walking up here you're not thinking about, but somehow I don't one thing the enemy does to distract you, you come down and you start thinking about, oh, how is this going to be received? And where you was in that resolve of, I'm living to please God, I'm only here, I'm only going to do the thing that please, please the Father, that's my meat, that's my fuel, that's what I live for. You get distracted and you start thinking about man, to please man. That can either, like I said, make you dilute or um, make you stay, in, be stuck or frozen, but you don't do what God's telling you to do or don't speak what god's telling you to speak which is both um disobedient the reality is as a believer we're called to be set apart and obviously as a leader you're called you have you are called to an even higher standard as shane said we're going to be judged more harshly and so this you have to just you all have to be an example of what it means to be set apart as well you have to just remain there the reality is no you cannot afford to care what people think because not only does that distraction cause you to please men, but all those people that are seeking their own lust, they can use you as the reason to say why it's okay. And then <laughs> the Lord will hold you accountable for all those things, which is um, a very hard thing. So just reminding that we, to be a servant of Christ, you cannot want to please men. You cannot please men. I was not a servant of Christ. And to be a soldier of God, you cannot get entangled with what's going on. You cannot be distracted. You cannot be distracted by this life. You you just can't afford to. Um, and so, yeah, let's go on to like what reasons does this what so distraction basically distractions. What reasons have come up in our flesh that what reasons do we feel or desire to please man? what are the ways our flesh feels that they can be that its needs can be satisfied so fear is one of the key things so fear of rejection and that looks different for everybody 
looks it might the fruit might look different but it's the same thing they feel rejection when you want to be pleased your flesh you want to be accepted that's an it's that's an that's a need you know god said to cain if you do if you do what's right will you not be accepted but he didn't do what's right rather than obey god he decided to try to satisfy his flesh by and he just killed his brother <laughs> like you just his sin just conceived and was birthed and it just he just went down and down and down you know sin is crouching at your door and desires to rule over you but the fear of rejection the result the scripture tells us that perfect love casts out all fear it also tells us that god has not given us a spirit of fear but of love and of power and of a sound mind okay and so fear is not our portion fear of being uh laughed at fear of being rejected fear of you know not making it fear of whatever the fear is whether it's fear of oh i need to meet my financial need therefore i need to get a bigger following therefore i need to just put things out that people like for example um there's a lot of things that drive a lot of ministers you, like that's the reality and so we cannot allow fear to dominate we have to eradicate these lies is that we do not have a split of fear. if i'm experiencing fear something's wrong i must be in my flesh i must be and you and the, it will be there because you'll find yourself thinking getting entangled with the affairs of this life what do people think what do i need to do to xyz you're calculating the equation yourself whereas before the equation is lord what should i do and the lord, t- and the lord tells you what to do so um colossians 3 speaks about the fact that our lives are hid with christ in god okay that we are dead and our lives are hid with christ in god and so a dead man can't feel fear a dead man does not get entangled with the affairs of this life a dead man doesn't care what people think and that's that's where we have to try and stay and where we have to try and remain so what are the results of us actually allowing our flesh to lead us trying to please man the result is always going to be disobedience and idolatry and we see this clearly in um first Samuel 15 with king saul and it's one of the most used scriptures when it comes to disobedience and li- and leadership but it's still relevant today you know saul was given a clear instruction from god to kill everything and to spare nothing and he just didn't do what god told him to do he spared some and he did things in order to please the people okay and this is what god says about his actions first samuel 15 23 and he says uh, for rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry when you know what god's told you to do you know what god's will is but you don't do it so when the people have itching ears they have itching they have a they have lust they want it to be satisfied let's say for example they have a laugh they want to live they want to sleep with their boyfriend they want to sleep with their girlfriend and they want a preacher to say that that's okay so when they can find a preacher that doesn't say anything against that that basically says it's okay god understands as long as you love them and it might sound crazy to say that but that's what that's what we say when when you have preachers that will be like homosexuality as long as they're in a committed relationship and they're living just like a man and a woman would live to live in terms of how they conduct their relationship and say that um just to, to, and to let them believe that god is okay with that they're going to seek after a preacher that says that because they fulfill their 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 lustly desires but it says for rebellion is as a sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is iniquity and idolatry 
when you operate in like that, you're operating in witchcraft, you're operating in idolatry. And that's always going to be the result of the fear of man. Because what you think, why would a preacher say those kind of things? Because they want to be seen as loving. They want to be seen as a nice preacher. Oh, you're not like that other mean preachers who are always send everyone to hell. Um, and so that's because of, because of the fear. And that's what that's where it leads to. It leads to witchcraft. It leads to idolatry. It leads to rebellion. It leads to disobedience, and it leads to deception. Because do you really believe? Like Saul really deceived himself. He re <laughs> to me, I feel like the witchcraft was that he deceived himself. You put a you deceived yourself like a spell on yourself where you're in deception that you actually believe that what you're doing is the will of God. Because if you read first Samuel fifteen, Saul really believed that he was doing the, the will of God. I don't know if you really believe. You think how can you believe when you know what God told you to do? But he kept on saying, I've done the will of God, I've done the will of God and many preachers today will, will say like I do not see there's anything wrong with, for example, homosexuality. I do not see there's anything wrong with um you know, sex before marriage as long as you love the person or whatever they want to say and they can justify it but it's deceiving yourself. So I just want to end this video on a on a heart check for us, and I I did this went just went through this myself as well, but it's just to really ask what is your motive? Like what is your motive? Because like we said, we can only please God or man. Like obviously God or man, and man being the side of man is our flesh. Because when we please man, it pleases our flesh and their flesh and the world. So you have to make a choice. And so what is your true motive? Um, do you desire? to be flattered by men do you are you concerned with your reputation um and your appearance do you care what you look like do you care how you come across how people perceive you to be um do you want to grow a large following and i had to ask that one because there was time where i didn't care but i, I saw like when i got distracted that i did care i did care and I, I didn't really start doing something different, but I guess maybe stop. I was more on the side of stopped saying or not saying. There'll be loads of things that come, loads of words that I'll get and just like sit on it and not really say anything. Car, it's a bit much, or people won't really appreciate that. Or let me post it on another, on another page or another ministry page, but or not on my personal because then. I don't want people to be like upset or but I guess if I was to go to the real deepness it would be like uh I get unfollowed <laughs> I get unfollowed all the time. So what's the point of me posting more things I can just get unfollowed more? Whereas before I wouldn't care and I would get angry when I get loads of posts on say loads of likes or whatever, say on a post that I'll put on about athletics or about let's say I've just gone out and I put something I I actually genuinely get angry when I get liked on that because I post something about something that's like convicting you don't get nothing because i'm like why you, you all you lot are there no one likes the stuff that's truth but you want to like stuff where people look nice or whatever and that really annoyed me but just i guess the last month when i was getting distracted and i didn't realize and i was under attack in terms of that area i had to just reassess reassess who am i living for and i had to remind myself these things like i do not have a spirit of fear because i don't know where that where it just started coming coming from like all of a sudden where it was like it was an attack so just these questions just to really be honest and just remember just to remind yourself who am i living for um and the reality the last thing just to make a resolve like do you desire to please god above anything else and no matter what it costs because that is our calling do you desire to please god no matter the cost and i think that was just what i had to just remind myself and i truly pray that if anything i feel like i've rushed this video but i pray that if anything that can be the thing that you just 
are encouraged or yeah just boosted to to remember and to just reshift and realign back into is that regardless of what it means i'm going to please the father whatever it means i'm going to please the father that's my result if it means that no one likes me if it means that i have five people who care it's only my friends <laughs> then so be it but let me be like paul and say that no one can hold me accountable no one can not hold me accountable. no one can say anything because i preached every part of the gospel i left none of it out you know so i want to leave you with this last scripture um, from mark 10 which is just a promise a comforting promise that we have should we choose to just please god regardless of what you might lose regardless of what it might cost um and it says verse uh, mark 10 verse 29 and jesus answered and said verily i say unto you there is no man that have left house or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or land for my sake and the gospels but he shall receive a hundred now in this time houses and brethren and sisters and mothers and children and land with persecutions and in the world to come eternal life so the lord will restore everything that you lose you know for every person that hates you <laughs> the lord loves you and you know for everything you lose he will restore it onto you but with persecution and so knowing that the lord can will give a hundredfold you'll not lose out on anything in, in reality you won't lose out on anything um with but with persecutions is what's promised if you really want to live for jesus and sometimes that's hard to really take to really get your head around but just if you can just i don't know i don't know why i just did exhale and just say okay that's the cost persecutions cool thank you jesus thank you that i can be persecuted for your name it's a blessing to be counted worthy to be persecuted so i pray that something in this video even one thing one sentence blesses you and may you be resolved not to be a preacher a teacher for those with itching ears and sinful lusts but for those who love truth and desire to truly walk in obedience to the lord so i'll see you next time guys bye